this is the podcast where we talk about the Avengers issues in order. Anyway, I feel it feels like it needs to be uh, pithier. Welcome to the Avenging Hour, where we talk about Avengers, no. new and old. But first, the old, and then to the newer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll workshop it. Jason, welcome to the Avengers Hour. <laughs> All right, Jason, we're going to talk about two incredibly important issues today. One of them tells us more about Death Cry. Oh, good. And is the, it is it the first one or is it the second one? Are you just teasing me? And the other is a prelude to The Crossing. Oh, boy. So this is an exciting episode. Everybody's favorite character, Death Cry, will get the spotlight in Avengers number 389. <laughs> and then everything goes downhill. <laughs> from August 1995, it's written by Bob Harris and Terry Cavanaugh, penciled by Fabia Laguna and inked by Scott Koblish. And it's called Message from Home. You know, before we start, actually, like this cover is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I like, like it. I like that. So I don't remember when you're done. She's getting attacked by here, but yeah, sure. So Fabio Laguna has never, this is his first adventures work. And I could Wait, find what's their name. Fabio, Fabio Laguna, Fabio Laguna. I could find no real information on him, but he did do a variety of comic books for many publishers. By far the largest number of comics he's done has been Scooby-Doo comics. Oh, and it seems like he does children's book illustrations. Now. Interesting. We start in space, where something has come through the Shi'ar wormhole near Earth. A stargate that, after Operation Galactic Storm, was never to be opened again. On Earth, Death cries being chased by mandroids. She has a canister. They want it. They fight about who should have it. Soon the Avengers show up to help Death cry. The Avengers beat the mandroids, but when the dust clears, the canister is gone, and Death cry isn't happy about it. It's a lot of fighting for this stupid canister. <laughs> I'd completely forgotten how many pages this takes. Man, Quicksilver looks weird. Yeah, well, you know, he's being drawn by a guy who mostly draws Scooby-Doo. <laughs> More happy is Henry Peter Gyrick, who arrives by helicopter, elated that he finally has the Avengers right where he wants them. Gyrick, Gyrick or Gyrick? 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 I was calling Gyrick. Gyrick regroups with the Avengers inside the mansion and tells them that Deathcry has been designated a hostile extraterrestrial and the Avengers need to hand her over. I guess it could be Gyrich. Gyrich? I'm going to keep with Gyrick. Gyrick informs the team that the wormhole has been opened four times in the past few months and that four is more than zero, which is how many times it should have been opened. Ah, uh, government workers. And now the government has found Deathcry at the site of the most recent landing of whatever it is that came through the gate. And she's like, who, me? The Avengers are a little split over this revelation, and Deathcry runs away in tears. A few minutes later, the Avengers find that she's run away from home. I don't know if you remember this, but she's a teenager. Oh my gosh. Unfortunately. If I forgot it... I would remember it because she started saying like, like she's a friggin' Scooby, like she's shaggy. <laughs> like, what are we going to do about this? I'm like, oh my gosh, you if, you, if you wanted me to hate her more, mission accomplished. Has she always had just one leg in armor? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. They so rarely show her legs. <laughs> like flip, flip, flip. Does she have legs in any but one panel? She's running up the stairs crying. There's a framed photo of Star Fox going up the stairs. That's weird. Oh, I don't know. I figure he gives those to everybody. But there's a vision one there, too. Like, mm -hmm. just random character portraits. The Avengers want to go out to find Deathcry on their own, but Gyrick says he's also going to be looking for her, and they'd better find her first. While the other Avengers go out to search for Deathcry, Hercules volunteers for monitor duty, 
and later that night opens Deathcry's window and waits in her room for her to return. That sounds so creepy when I read it. Wait, you skipped over the part where he kisses Marilla on the forehead, maybe? I don't know what's going on with that. Well, Marilla, for some reason, is going into Deathcry's room, and I don't understand that. Marilla, for some reason, looks almost human, too. It's weird. And she's like, why are you here? Why aren't you... Uh, oh, no, I guess Hercules is in... Is that where Monitor... Where is... What is happening? It's like in a corner of a basement. I don't know. He's on monitor duty in a room that seems to have no monitors. <laughs> is the window... Does he think the window is the monitors? He isn't good with technology, so maybe... <laughs> Oh, uh, and so Marilla is here. I don't know why she'd be. I, I don't know why. Either. If this Isn't is she dead yet. If this is a room with, where you do monitor duty, I'm not sure why she'd be here. Meaning it makes more sense that he does think the window is the monitor and she came down to the basement to get, I don't know, like canned tomatoes or something. Well, she was in the scene with Gyrick. Anyway. Coming down the stairs. Oh, she was up in Deathcry's room and said that she's run off. She's the one that told him that she ran away. So Marilla and Hercules have a scene where Marilla's like, I like Death Cry. I know what it's like for people to look at you weirdly because you look different. And I'm like, Marilla, you look, you know, different. Um, Death Cry looks like a sexy cat lady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a big difference in how you guys are look different. Uh, in any case, and so she feels for Death Cry. And Hercules is like, I feel for it too, sweet Marilla. I'm not kissing your forehead. I'm smelling your hair. <laughs> Which is certainly less problematic and creepy. And then he says, now to bed with you. And I'm not sure what's going on there. <laughs> so, yeah, Death Cry comes back through her open window. And Hercules is sitting in the corner in the dark. Yeah, that's which is and perfectly quick, quick fine and normal. zips up his pants. <laughs> and then she throws herself on her bed. And they have a talk. And he said, it's weird that you have so many stuffed animals. Yeah, and she's like, and that's where she's like, look, I'm a youngin, I'm a teenager. The vision's been helping me, but now he's gone. Right, which made me remember that when she had first been on the team, didn't she try to have some kind of fling with the vision? Yes. And it was like sexy, sexy time, and now she's yes. like, I'm only 14, and you're like, wait, hold on. <laughs> is that entrapment? Where's Chris Hansen? Chris Hansen, is he one of the Hansen brothers? No, he's the guy from uh, that, um, to catch a, what was that thing they used to do where they would have like set up things and the sting operations and those dudes would show oh. up at houses with like a six pack of wine coolers and some cookies. Wow. And he'd come walking in and go, what do you think you're going to be doing here? And he's like drinking wine coolers and have cookies with a kid. Going to talk about sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't, I really would like to get out of whatever alley we've just driven down. Oh my gosh. So she comes back. She's like, I'm just a kid. Oh, I hate, I'm, I can never go home, and I don't know why I've been banished, and I don't know why I can't go home. And, and I, I really wish I would have gotten that canister thing. And then Hercules is like, the canister I have right here? Well, it's not the canister. He's like, the thing I took out of the canister right here? And it seems to be... A message disc? They also, you know, I keep talking about how they have made her a child again. Also, I swear to God, they're drawing her eyes bigger. Oh, yeah, she looks so much younger than she did when she first yeah. showed up. So apparently in the beginning, not only was she acting Maybe tough. she's like Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> so in any case, this thing that Hercules got out of the can canister is Lalandra. No, it's... No, no, I'm sorry. It's it's Karen. It's it's her it's her nursemaid. <laughs> it's Corinne. Who is send, sending her messages through the wormhole. We love you. I love you. You're great. You're the best. And she's so touched that her nursemaid is sending her these messages and potentially destroying a planet to do it. But that's fine. She's sending her messages. And of course, Hercules is like, I can't go home either, at least not for a little while, because my dad's a jerk. Got this scar on my cheek from him? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. 
another friends frenzy friends friends let's do some hugging and then we have this this last page panel where Lalandra is in the Shi'ar empire and she's like vague warnings and messages and death cry and blah 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 basically saying the messages can never get to death cry or bad things will happen but a message right. got to death cry and nothing happened apparently four of them and nothing will happen whatever bad bad issue bad bad issue so Bullpen Bullens has another Marx Remarks. This one, he talks about Marvel's new distributor, Heroes World. Mm. That's going to go great. They have their own distributor. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's going to last forever. Nothing bad could happen. And Do you uh, remember the old Heroes World catalogs? I used to have one or two of them when I was a kid. They had, like, uh, you know, everything that was licensable from Marvel. You could buy anything through it. They used to have all the, like, Mego superheroes in there, too. Yeah, I do remember them, actually, because they, you know, Marvel pulled out of previews. And instead, you'd get the little Marvel catalog no, no no i'm talking about the old heroes world before marvel had anything to do with them heroes oh, no. world had their own catalogs how old do you think i am because they were based out of new jersey right i don't know what they had like warehouses with all this licensed stuff from marvel in dc and you could like i had every page dog-eared like oh i want to get one of these one of these. i love that thing i'd like page through it until it fell apart and what it was you... like the sears catalog at christmas time where'd you get it uh i don't know off a newsstand i guess or it was sent to me in the mail because I subscribed to Marvel Comics, maybe. Maybe they got a mailing list from them. I don't remember that. Mm. Uh, Mark Wood also pushes The Crossing. I don't mm. know if you've heard about it, but it's mm. an Avengers crossover that's coming soon. Is it? Uh, and then the Bullpen Bulletin's page uh, promotes Fantastic Four, Thor, Thunderstrike, Silver Surfer, and Iron Man. In the letters page, the letters page mentions The Crossing. I don't know if you've heard of it, but oh. it's an Avengers crossover that's coming soon. Oh. Huh. And Dave Hayner of Rochester, New York, thinks that Odin and Zeus are jerks who teach too many here, too many lessons in humility. Uh, they are, and they do, but they were jerks in mythology. I feel like, you know, that kind of goes along with who they are. Anything of interest to you? Nope. Well, there's a little, um, a little drawing of Black Widow, like an early costume concept that Joe Mad did, which looked interesting. A little spider on her side. She will have that costume, I think, after the crossing. Really? She changes to it. I think she changes to it before... Uh, this volume ends. All righty, Rue. I mean, it's something, because she's just in plain gray. Yeah. Well, she's got a spider on her back. Does she? Yeah, a little gray, a little black spider on her back. I don't remember. It's you a, say so. I do. Avengers number 390 from September of 1995. It is written by Bob Harris and Terry Cavanaugh, and penciled by Mike Deodato and inked by Tom Palmer. It is called Campfire Tales. See now on this splash page, Death Cry oh. looks like an adult again. Yeah. And she's not wearing any armor on either of her legs because she's in a swimsuit. So, the Avengers have rented an Airbnb in the Adirondacks, or who mm. owns this? I don't know. I don't know where they got this thing from, but they are enjoying a day off for the summer. Even Luna, Marilla, Lockjaw, Swordsman, and Magdalene have joined the rest of the team. The only one who is not here are, uh, is uh, Black Widow, and I don't think Dr. Pym's here either, is he? Uh, I don't remember. No, no Dr. Pym, no Black Widow. But we got the rest of them. Even Marilla. Yes, even Marilla. <laughs> no Jarvis either. He's serving things to uh, Black Widow and Dr. Pym. Apparently, Death Cry has spent... I like the idea that Black Widow just sent them out of the mansion because she's like, I need some peace and quiet. Why don't you guys go up to the Adirondacks? I need some quiet time to think about Cap. <laughs> to think about Cap. Mm. Anyway, Death, Death Cry has spent the past several weeks being interrogated by Henry Peter Gyrick, but now she's back and happy. Also, what is Crystal wearing? Her? What's Crystal wearing? I'm trying to figure out why Lockjaw in profile looks like uh, Carl Winslow. Oh, oh there. there. 
It's the it's the thing from her head, from her headband. Did she put it on as a swimsuit? It looks like it. Uh, it covers up, I guess, what it has to cover up. <laughs> the bigger question is the page before. Uh, oh. What isn't Philip wearing? Oh, my God. So... And also, why is he bringing out a tray with burgers, hot dogs, and an entire chicken? <laughs> <laughs> when you grill a chicken, you grill it You don't do completely, that. It's right? not going to cook well. So, yeah. Uh, can the swordsman always wear a Speedo? And, and because he looks great. His hair... Oh my God, I can't believe I like his hair. He's never looked better. It's less mullety. It is less mullety, but it's still long. It kind of, yeah. It's, Calm uh, down. I can't. I'm, Let's, let me look at can Crystal. Can we take a break? I'm going to look at Crystal for a while. Can we take, can we take five? <laughs> that does look like that hair thing. <laughs> she put it, it really does. Why does Lockjaw look like he just has a giant mustache? He looks like Cleveland Brown from uh, Family Guy. <laughs> I mean, he does sometimes look like mustache. It's not the first time I've seen that. Crystal feels like someone is watching her, but says it feels comforting. That's strange. It's a weird book. When Lockjaw chases a rabbit into the woods, Hercules chases after him, only to find Lockjaw and the rabbit hanging out with a teenager from a Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm-hmm. It is very odd. This teenager claims to be a friend to the Avengers and offers a deck of cards for Hercules to choose from. Meanwhile... They're Avengers-branded cards. Where did this guy get Avengers-branded cards? If the Black Widow was here, she'd sue him. Well, we'll see later that each of the cards has one of the Avengers characters on it. Like, it's a whole thing. He's, like, peddling, like... He's, like, a salesman. He's, like, what if I dressed up like Tarzan and hid in the woods? Eventually, the Avengers are gonna pop by. Like, it's classic. It makes sense. What, yeah, what other option is there? We then shift to Manhattan, where Jen Van Dyne and Henry Pym are meeting with her attorney. Why is Hank Pym there? I mean, she asked him along for moral support, I guess. I guess. But why? They even point out, like, hey, I haven't seen you since the divorce. The attorney... To, to the lawyer, not to Jan, because apparently she can't get rid of him. <laughs> so this attorney tells Jan that over the past week, week, let me be clear. Just a week. All of her investments that her father left her have begun to fail, and she's now almost broke. She was apparently a multimillionaire, and in a week, this is a clue to the crossing. Mm. Hours later, the Avengers had built a campfire as the sun went down. <laughs> I like you pointed out hours later. Yeah. Because Hercules has been gone the whole time and no one cares. Honestly, they're probably like, oh, this is so nice. It's so quiet and there's no one punching the ground. Just then, Hercules returns with the young teen who says his name is Tuck Took. Yeah, Duke. Tuck. Duke? Yeah. What do you like better? Let's go with Tuck. Tuck. Some of the group find this all a bit weird. And by all the group, I mean the members, the people that aren't actually members, like Swordsman and Magdalene. Right. The people that know Hercules are like, oh, Hercules is coming out of the woods with a young boy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> He's been gone for hours? Sure. <laughs> and Pietro and Crystal are completely on board with, with Tuke, who wants to tell their fortunes. He gives t- traditionally ambiguous readings to the assembled, things that may, may make sense in 20 issues, but mean nothing now. He tells Quicksilver that he and Crystal belong together, suggests much bloodshed will accompany Deathcry returning home, says that Hercules must watch for the viper in their midst, and cries at Marilla. And he looks at Marilla and goes, oh, who are you? What are you doing here? I don't have a card for you, I'm sorry. Now he looks at Marilla and says, um, Marilla, I, I want you to know Luna loves you so, and starts to cry. And she just has a big question mark. Which should be a thought balloon, not a word balloon, because you and- can't say that. And then she walks away, basically saying, I know I'm going to die soon, and I'm okay with it. And then suddenly the trance is broken and Tuke is gone. Let's look at these fortune tellings briefly. He says that Quicksilver and Crystal belong together. Spoiler alert, they're not going to be together for very long. I don't even know if they make it to the crossing as a couple. And I mean, they certainly don't make it as a couple in the long term. I mean, technically, they're not a couple now. 
You are not wrong. He suggests much bloodshed will accompany Death Cry returning home. I don't know that that plotline ever happens. I mean, the Shire are always killing people. Because so. there's not much time left in this book. And you've got the crossing and you've got the Zodiac crossover. He didn't mean during this book. He just meant in <laughs> But But here's my point. After this book, no one wants to use Death Cry again. So I don't think any of her plot lines are carried But that up. doesn't mean that wherever she goes off to, there isn't much bloodshed. I'm just saying I don't think we ever see it. Mm -hmm. So we can't say whether that's true or not. That Hercules must watch for the Viper in their midst. I'm assuming he's talking about the traitor within the Avengers, which we'll be talking about more in the coming weeks during the crossing. Sure. And sure, there is a traitor in the Avengers. Why that's Hercules' responsibility to find, I have no idea. And he's, really? You want to put that on his shoulders? Yeah, I would try to find somebody, anybody else. Someone who doesn't think that a window's a computer? <laughs> And then he cries at Marilla, which they might as well just kill her now. Because <laughs> I forgot she existed to begin with. That is, they so telegraph the fact that she is going to die. I mean, oh yeah, a little bit of foreshadowing is fine, but they might as well draw a picture of her like with X's for her eyes. Yeah, yeah. Later that night, Took appears at Luna's window, calls her big sister, and says that he did what he could, which is not very much. And that's the issue. Yep. In the bullpen bulletins, we have another Mark's remarks. He is talking about The Crossing. I don't know if you've heard about it, what? but it is an Avengers crossover that's going to be coming soon. Hmm. Uh, then they promote the last issue of Thunderstrike, Fantastic Four, uh, and Fantastic Four Unlimited. I don't know if I mentioned it, but they're canceling a lot of 90s titles. Yeah. He also They also promote Thor, this issue of The Avengers that we are reading, which seems unnecessary, and Avengers The Crossing. No. What's yeah. that? Well, it's, an, it's a comic book that ties into The Crossing, which is a crossover coming to the Avengers. Huh. And then but we have... But that book is already out, so The Crossing is already happening. Yes. We're in it. We're in it, Jason. But, this, it's, but it's also coming soon. Yes. This is technically a prelude. Huh. They have a double... We're, we're going to have to read that for the next episode, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Mm. There's a double page letter spread... Wait, a double a double spread letters page, I think is the way I would say that? I mean, both work, I think, but yeah... Uh, they on the letters page they mentioned the crossing. I don't know if you've heard about mm. it, but it is an Avengers crossover it's coming, coming soon. soon. Yeah, and they thank all the creators who worked on Avengers: The Crossing, the singular comic book that's already, which out. is a part of the crossing. That's coming an Avengers soon. crossover that is coming soon. Right. And we mentioned, or they mentioned in, a, in an answer to some letter that the Vision got his emotions back during his limited series and then took a leave of absence, which is why it hasn't been around. Any would, other letters? I would like to point out the letter by Aaron Deverick of Merced, California, who uh, goes on a whole thing about, I don't know, I didn't read it. But then at the end, he's like, so seeing as a letter to you guys wouldn't be complete without suggestions for new members, he then suggests who he would have on the team. And they're so uninspired. It's Hawkeye, uh, Ms. Marvel, and Wasp. Oh, and Captain America. Like, yeah, right. If you're going to write a letter in and suggest members for the team, why are you just going to pick four yeah. randos that were already on the team? You pick Living Lightning or you pick... Um, Machine Man. Machine Man. Yes. Yeah. You make a case for them. Like, come on. Oh, hey, you guys, you know who should add to the team? Captain America. That's never happened. So next episode, we will begin The Crossing, which I don't know if you've heard of, but it's an Avengers crossover that's coming soon. But also is already taking place. Yes. Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to try to do this and not not lose myself in the middle of it. Does The Crossing have anything to do with that door that they can't get into? Yes. Huh, shocker. I read The Crossing. I was reading The Avengers when The Crossing came out. The Crossing crosses over, is in The Avengers, Force Works, Iron Man, War Machine. I read 
all of those except for War Machine. I, I, I wasn't. Sure. I wasn't. <laughs> That's a given. <laughs> I, I wasn't reading Iron Man or Force Works regularly, but I got the crossover issues. And my problem with the crossing is, while you can figure out bits and pieces of it, as a whole, I don't think it works. No, that's because you didn't read the War Machine part. Well, so Jason, <laughs> are you just going to read the Avengers parts of the crossing? Yep. All right, so I'm going to read everything again. Oh, boy. Because I want to see if it makes sense. But here's the problem with the crossing. Even though it is a crossover amongst the Avengers titles coming soon... There is never any numbering. There's never crossing part two or crossing part six. Never. Oh my God, that's awful. They never gave you any clear idea of what order to read these issues in. And because of that, I have found six or seven different reading orders online where people think this is the order you read these issues in. Oh boy. And it contradicts, you know, we've been going off of what the uh, Avengers Assembled uh, book put out. We've been going off their reading order. But their reading order is not the same as some of the other reading orders. And I found one online that tries to figure it out by going by the day, where this is where, you know, this happened this night, so this part happens later that night, so that must be the next part, and this part part happens the next day, so that's the next part. And they went through and actually tried to really put a lot of work into it. And we're going to be using them as much as we can. We're going to use their reading order as much as we can, but it doesn't always work because it slaps some Avengers issues together in ways that we're not going to do because otherwise... because Did they do like read the first eight pages of this issue and then no. go... Okay. Thank God. And, and it, it's really frustrating too because even if the to be conti- or if the uh, next issue boxes would have been like, read Avengers number, mm, sure. but, uh, but they don't do that. Most of them just are about the next issue of that series. Right. Which is very fr- frustrating. And I'm assuming you can't really, like I'm going to do, you can't just read one title independently and understand what's all going on. I couldn't. I mean, well, I read all the titles and I still couldn't. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> hard, to, hard to discern the difference there. Um, do I need to read all? Are you going to make me read all these? No, you don't have Are to. Are we going to talk about all of them? We will talk about all of them. We're going to have to because they're all part of the crossover, uh, which is the also... I only signed up to do Avengers comics. I don't know if I told you when I said, welcome to the Avenging Hour, where we talk about Avengers comics from Old the beginning lady. to the... Yeah. You've done crossovers before. You're stuck. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to the next five or six weeks, but it'll be really easy for you because you've only got one Avengers issue to read each week. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, whereas I'm reading a lot more than that. So we're going to drag this out over like three and a half months? It's going to take us six weeks to get through them all. Oh, that's all? All right. Uh, unless we unless we do the first or second episode and we're like, all right, this is a bunch. But I will probably go into more detail on the crossover issues than I normally do. Because we have, what, thir- 13 issues until volume one of The Avengers is over? And yeah. then we have our big year-end wrap-up gala where we you know invite people over and we dress up in ties and have cocktails and talk about The Avengers. Yeah, sure. Right? That's yeah. what we're doing? Handing yeah. out prizes? I mean, sure. <laughs> I have some trade paperbacks I can throw at people. We're going to have the, the how is it Marvel? Do they have a, like an award show? Do they have like the Marvels? Like, oh, I want a, a, a 2023 Marvel. No, they don't, but they should. Hmm. I feel like they've missed an opportunity there at some point. I feel like once you get into the crossing, you're going to be like, you know, this is so enthralling. I want to read all the issues. It's possible. I might go buy the omnibus. Is there an omnibus? I think so. I was trying to find one because I'm like, what order do they put the issues in? Oh, no, that's true. Because theoretically, they should know what order they come in. Hmm. But you know what? At the same time, probably not. Most of these people don't work at Marvel Comics anymore. 
probably and, weren't even talking to each other when they were doing it. And yeah, probably had no idea what what order they were in then. Considering the tight continuity in Taking Aim, where we stop we stop an issue with Captain America ready to talk to the team and start the <laughs> yep. next part with that conversation never being shown. Yeah. I hope that the crossing is not as painful as I remember it being. I don't have any hope of that. I mean, I don't really have any hope of that. I think it is going to be as painful as I remember it being. But Now, when we roll into the new year and we start reading Volume 2, Volume 2 is the one that was done by it's the, the, like Rob Layfeld or the, somebody. The 12 and a half issues that... We're done. Yeah. When, when the image guys come back and like yeah. take over the main, like Captain America, Fantastic Four, Iron Man, and Avengers. Yep. Those are the four. Right. And that then, doesn't last forever before they get bored and they're like, we don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. It's again, like 12 issues. And then we get what, Busiek for volume three? Uh-huh. All right. And, and he's on it for the first 50. That's when Morgan Le Fay comes back and all that stuff. Yeah. He's on it for the first 50 and Tom, oh, Tom, George Perez is on for like, I don't know, 30. Okay. So there's some amazing comics in there. And even when George Perez is done, there's still some really good comics in so there. So we'll get to them pretty quickly, like early next year. We'll and, be into Volume 3. Unless we decide we want to take some time to do some, you know, other fun things. Oh, we did talk about that. Yeah. We should talk about that off mic. Yeah. We don't I, want to spoil anything. It's on my list of things to talk to you about. <laughs> oh, okay. Then let's finish this up and we'll go talk. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you want to get in touch with us, our email address is avenginghour at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at theavengingour. We're going to go talk now. We're at gmail.com, and you can find us on Instagram at The Avenging Hour. We're going to go talk now.